0: Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Freedom. And today is part number two of that series, and it is subtitled Problem Solved. Jesus solved a problem over 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross. He did it. He really did it. He solved humanity's greatest problem. And I can't wait for you to hear this entire message. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can hear today's message in its entirety, as well as the entire series. So log on today at www.kingdomrock.org. There is so much to do there on our website. So log on today. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, and it is subtitled, Problem Solved, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Taylor, we're going to get our breath for a second. Praise the Lord. I'm going to have to go to a gym so I can do praise and worship. Praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord. Well, I'm so thankful that all of you are here today in Jesus' mighty name. You may take your seats in the presence of our life-changing King. God is good. And all the time, God is good. So grateful that all of you have made it out here today. Well, we're going to continue today uh, in the series we started a couple of weeks ago. And a couple of weeks ago, we started um, the series entitled Freedom. Freedom! Freedom! Freedom, and this is part number two in that series. The first part of that, um, the first part, part one was entitled, The Red Tool, no, The Golden Ticket and the Red Toolbox. Some of you may remember that message, The Golden Ticket and the Red Toolbox. If you haven't heard that message, make sure you go online and and hear it. Uh, There are some CDs, I think, available on the table there, and they're definitely available in the food bank. They're going quickly, so make sure that you get your copy if you have not gotten it so that you can get into the Word of God. But today, we're going to continue on in the series, and today's uh, subtitle is Problem Solved. Problem Solved. Look look at your neighbor and say, Problem Solved. Problem Solved. solved. Jesus solved the problem. We're going to look at this today as we continue in the series of messages problem solved. Now, there is a confession that we're going to do in this series. And, and uh, if you want a copy of this confession, uh, you can see, um, see me afterwards and we'll see we can print one out for you. I'll try to make them available online on our website and also uh, on the Kingdom Rock app. But it's important that you declare the word of God over your life, even on a daily basis. Uh, and that was one of the things that was in our toolbox, confession of the word of God, right? In this world, this world always, this world is constantly telling you all this negative stuff is bombarding against you. But it's good to know that God loves you greatly. Hallelujah. He receives you just as you are. And He loves you enough not to let you stay that way. Are you ready? All right, so let's go ahead and read. I'm going to read our confession first of all. I'm going to read our confession. And then uh, after I read it, I'll have you to read it with me. Okay? Amen. All right. Thank you. I don't need it. Thank you. I don't need the fan. Thank you. And so it says here: Today I declare the decree. Now, what is declare meaning? Of course, to say with authority. Decree is something that an order, an official order that a king has released on your behalf. Amen. All right. So today I declare the decree. I am an overcomer. I am a new creation created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I am free from the bondages of religion, sin, and death. I am a child of the Most High God. I am the righteousness of Christ through Christ Jesus. I will thrive, increase, and be a blessing to those around me. I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, therefore I shall reign in life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Notice it says, I am free from the bondages of religion. Yes. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. Amen. Knowing God. That's as far as religion is the, as the East is from the West. Yes. Are you hearing? Amen. All right. So if you would stay with me with authority, we're going to uh, declare this today. And it goes like this again. Ready? Let's go. Today, I declare the decree. I am an overcomer, I am a new creation created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I am free from the bondages of religion, sin, and death. I am a child of the most high God. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I will thrive, increase, and be a blessing to those around me. I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I shall reign in life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God, hallelujah. I'm telling you, as you continually declare the word of God over your life, you will see the manifestation of God's promises, hallelujah hallelujah you're not a nobody you are somebody you are a child of the most high king the most high god amen? amen i came here today to encourage you to let you know who you are in christ and what the lord jesus has purchased for you in jesus mighty name all right so now let's go we're going to continue in the message today uh, entitled problem solved let's go now to john the eighth chapter john 8 john 8 and uh, we're going to look at scripture here look at verses 21 through 36, John 8, 21 through 36. You can um, look it up in your Bible or read the screen, but make sure that you take notes. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, make sure you take notes. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, uh, grab your bulletin, and you write down things that God is saying to you. I can't get no talking here. It's so important for you to write down things that God is saying to you. Don't trust the memory. You know, a a short pencil is far better. um, Rather, a short pencil is far better than what you would call a long memory. You know, memory doesn't last that that long. John 8, John 8, 21 says, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, That ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye you know that I am he. And I, that I do nothing of myself, but as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he, and he that sent me is with me. The father have not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these things, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews, which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin." And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, help me out, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. So now as is our custom, we're going to go right back up to the very first verse and uh, really just dive into the word of God. There are two verses I want you to see, verses 21 and 24. As we continue in this message, it is so important that you understand this. 21 says again, Jesus, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye uh, shall seek me. And what? And shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then down to verse 24. and he. Uh, verse 24 says, I said therefore unto you, that ye shall what? Die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Now, the word in can also be translated as with or by. So we can also say here, you shall die, uh, we say you shall die in your sins, but you shall die with your sins and shall die by your sins. All three are true. He says, if you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins, with your sins, by your sins. Are you hearing? This is so important. Now the concept of death in, by, or with sins originated there in the book of Genesis. So let's look at that, Genesis 2nd chapter, Genesis 2nd chapter, verse 17. Oh, this is so thrilling to me, Brother Richard. This is so thrilling to me. Genesis 2nd chapter, verse 17 says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat thereof. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, that sin, thou shalt surely what? Die. So we have sin and death, sin and death. Now to find out what actually happened here or better picture, let's go to Romans the fifth chapter. Romans five tells us a little bit more about what happened there in the book of Genesis, the second chapter. Romans five verse 12 says this. This is out of the New Living Translation. And it says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the what? say world three times. Right. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. All right. The infection started with Adam. Didn't start with Eve. It started with Adam. Are you hearing me? It says sin entered into the world, or sin entered the world. Now, the word world here is translated uh, where it comes from the Greek word cosmos. Think about uh, the galaxy and things of that nature. Uh, it means an orderly arrangement of things, but it also means uh, the inhabitants of the earth, men, that is, the human family. So the word world here is also translated the human family. So when you see the word world in this text, and we're going to see it again, the word cosmos, the word cosmos is also translated the human family. Say it with me. Cosmos Cosmos. talks about the order of things, but it also means the human family are we there? All right. So it says, when Adam sinned, sin entered into, or sin entered the human family. Adam opened the door and sin walked into all humanity. Does that make sense? All right. Let's look at Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verse number five and six. This is how it reads. It says, behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Verse six, behold, thou desire truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part, thou shalt make, um, make me to, to know wisdom. Now, let me bring that same verse to you, verse number five, out of the voice translation. Grab a hold of this, Ray. Grab it. This is so good, I could jump up and scream, and I probably will in a minute. Just watch me, Johnny. I probably will in a minute. You ready? Verse 5 of the voice translation says this, for I was guilty from the day I was born, a sinner from the time my mother became pregnant with me. Wow. Here again, who opened the door for sin to enter into the human race? Adam. Adam. And that sin has been in the human race. Now, remember Uh, we as a human race are sinners from the womb. And as we grow older, we begin to see it. The older we get, the more you see the sin develop. When I was in high school, we used to develop film. I was on the uh, high school... um, uh, newspaper staff and we would go around and take pictures and we have our little film and we go into the developing lab and you, you know, way back when they had film there and doing all that, I'm sure, I guess they still have it, I don't know. But you would put the film in the dark room there and, and uh, you would shake it up in the trays and the picture would develop and all of that, you know. The longer the picture stayed in that little solution, in the fixer, I think they called it, the more you see the image come out. Same with us oh, the baby's pretty, oh, the baby's pretty, but as the baby leaves zero, I mean, you know, a couple of months to a year, to five years old, to 12 years old, to 20s, the more you'll see developed in that life, what was already there when mama became pregnant. Say with me, that's the problem. Are you hearing can't mankind cannot escape it cannot escape it it's there that's a problem let's look now let me show you now let's go to romans 3 romans 3 verse 9 through 12 look at this it says uh, this is not a new living translation it says again romans 3 verse 9 through 12 it says this (laughs) well then should we conclude that we jews are better than others no not at all for we have already shown that all people, say all people, all people, all people whether Jews or Gentiles are under the power of, sin. are under the power of sin. You're born with it. Verse 10, as the scripture saith, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise, not, uh, no one is seeking God. Verse 12, all have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. And that, of course, is the testimony of the human race outside of Christ. Are you hearing? Because all mankind are born in sin. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity. From the time your mama became pregnant with you, you were labeled sinner. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Now, before the child reaches the age of what we call accountability, when the child knows between right and wrong, or, or when the child can successfully either receive or reject Jesus. When the mind is developed, the spirit and all this is developed so they can make an intelligent decision whether to receive or reject Christ. Before that time, if that child dies, already going to heaven. They have not reached that point when they can receive or reject Christ. So there's other things for them waiting on them in glory. So all these aborted children, don't worry about them. They're with the Lord. They're growing up in the Lord. I'm sure they may have some schools up there teaching about the Lord. I'm not sure what's going on up there, but praise the Lord, they're with him. Amen? Amen. So you don't have to worry about them. They're before the age of accountability. They have not rejected, have not received. They're there with him. But there comes a point in time when we are fully developed, when we can make a decision whether we want Jesus or not. And some people say, well, tell you what, I just won't decide right now. Actually, you have already decided To decide not to decide, you've already made a decision. Are you hearing? So I'm telling you now that Jesus has solved the problem. Jesus has solved the sin problem. And there is a problem. Are you hearing me? Let's look at now. Let's go back now to uh, John 8. John 8, verse 21 through 24. Let me show you this. It says again, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and... Ye shall seek me, and shall what? Die in your sin. Does that make more sense now? He says, whether I go, ye cannot come. You can't come. Verse number 24, I said therefore unto you uh, that ye shall die in your sins. Why, Jesus? Why are you saying this? For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. If you don't believe that I am He, I am the Messiah, the Savior of the world, you will die in, with, or by your sins. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Let's, look at, let's, look at, let's look at the testimony of Jesus. In John 14, verse six, Jesus saith unto them, what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And here's this next statement. You ready for this statement? This is a very powerful, powerful statement. Let's read this together. Ready? Let's read. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Now, here's a question. Do you really believe that? You really believe that Jesus is the only way acceptable before God that makes people righteous before God? And that they cannot go before God in peace without knowing Jesus? I wonder how many actually believe that. That Jesus is the only way. And if you believe that, you're far more advanced than many of those that call themselves Christians today. Because they see the scripture but don't necessarily believe it. Are you hearing? Let's look at John. Let's look at what John said. John 1, verse 29. He said, The next day, Jesus, next day rather, um, John, see if Jesus uh, coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Let's read this next phrase together. Ready? Let's go. Which what? Taketh away the sin of the world. Now, I told you a moment ago what the word world means in the Greek. It's the same Greek word here, which means what? The human family comes from the word cosmos. The human family, humanity. So come on, let's look at this again. Let's 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 uh, translate the word world here to human family, and look at this again. Uh, the next day, John uh, seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the human family of all mankind. So Jesus said again, if you don't believe that I am he, if you don't believe that I am the lamb of God, if you don't believe that I am the Messiah, you will die in with by your sins because he's the only one that can take your sins away. Does that make more sense? So those that say, I don't want no Jesus. I don't want to know Jesus. Well, they're saying they want to die in their sins Amen. because that's exactly what will happen. If your sins have not been taken away, you will die with and in by your sin. Amen. Yep. We'll carry them to hell. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Gordon said, you will carry them to hell, and that will be true Amen. because Jesus is the only way to take them away. So I ask you today, have your sins been taken away? Has your problem been solved? Yes. Let's, look at, let's look at 1 John. 1 John 2, uh, verses 1 through 2. This time of the message translation. Y'all get anything out of this today? Yes. 1, John verse, 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 of the message Bible. This is what it says. I write this, dear children, to guide you out of sin. I love that. Sure that God, if you allow the Lord, He will guide you out of sin? Guide you out of it? Now listen, that's a fault that's in some places is foreign because they're looking for excuses to stay in it. I don't want to stay in it, I'm trying to get out of it. Are you hearing? He says, I write this, dear children, to guide you out of sin. But if anyone does sin, we have a priest friend in the presence of the Father. Jesus Christ, righteous Jesus, yeah. when he served as a sacrifice for our sins, he what? Solved the sin problem for good. Yeah. Are you hearing? Yeah. He solved the sin problem for good. Not only ours, but the whole world the whole cosmos the whole human family anyone that goes to hell today is because they want to isn't that something let's look at another one let's go to Isaiah 53 I pray you're getting these I pray you're getting these because God is preparing you for the field he's preparing you for the field Preparing you to minister to others. He's preparing you. Can you see this? He's preparing you. Yes. Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 6. This is how it reads. A prophecy concerning Jesus. It says here, he was despised and rejected. of oh, the uh, New Living Translation. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turn our backs on him and look the other way. He was despised, and, and we did not care. Yet he was, rather, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. Say, Jesus carried my weaknesses. Jesus it was our sorrows that weighed him down. Say, it was my sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from, from God, A punishment for his own sins. Boy, were we deceived. Verse 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion. crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have have, um, strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet, help me read this verse. Ready? Go. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of of us all. All of your sins, my sins, on Jesus. God laid it upon him. Jesus took it away. Hallelujah. Say with me, Jesus took it away. He took the sins away. When you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God placed on Jesus your sins. And Jesus took it away, solving the problem. Remember, when when your mother became pregnant with you, you were already in sin. And then the sin began began to develop. As as older you got, it began to develop. And the longer you got, the more you realized it. Remember, you weren't called sinner because you sinned. Sin was already in your DNA, already in your blood. And Jesus took away the problem. Let's look at, um, let's go back to, to verse 28 now. It says, then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye what? Then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father have taught me, I speak these things. Now, here's something. I want you to catch a hold of this. Jesus is talking to these religious leaders. He tells them, when you have lifted up the son of man, when you lifted me up, talking about time on the cross, when you have lifted me up, then shall you know. He didn't say, then shall you believe? He says, then shall you know that I am He. He who? He, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Yes. There's a difference between knowing and believing. Yes. Yes. Even though they knew it when he hung on the cross, they still refused to believe. Yes. Wow. Are you hearing? Yes. Let's go, let's go to Matthew, Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Let's look at the uh, four or five verses here. Verses 50 through 54. This is when Jesus was now hanging on the cross and about to uh, give up the ghost, yield up the ghost. Verse 50 says, uh, the King James Version, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Verse 51, and behold, now remember the Lord said, when, you, when I'm lifted up, then you will know. They'll have to see something. Well, what's happening when Jesus is lifted up? Let's look at it. Verse 51 says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twine from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Are you hearing? Yes. Now, the veil of the temple, grab a hold of this. The veil of the temple was that fabric that was used to separate. The, whole, the most holy place where the presence of God was uh, from the rest of the temple, the rest of the world. It was a shield. It was a covering. You can't go back here before God unless you got your stuff together, your act together. That even the high priest himself had to make atonement for himself with the shedding of blood before he could go back there. Okay, it was the barrier between you and God. So when Jesus, and that barrier here again, that, that, um, that curtain, that veil was 60 feet long. Historians say it was 60 feet long. So think about it from this back wall to that back wall. That was as long as that curtain was. And they say it was also four inches thick. Four inches thick, fabric, four inches thick. All right, your blue jeans are probably less, I'm sure that are far less than an inch. Try to rip that with just your hands trying to rip it with just your hands. Now think of something that is four inches thick, about four inches thick, and as long as that wall is to that wall, 60 feet. And it's hanging up that high, and when Jesus gave up the ghost, when he released his spirit, the veil rent straight down the middle from the top to the bottom, symbolizing what was in there has now come out here. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, was now released. Hallelujah. And the earth did quake. The earth because where did Jesus go? He, his spirit man left the cross and went down to the lower parts of the earth. Boom. He was carrying your sins and my sins, going down there to the lake of fire to burn them up. Hallelujah. The rocks did rent. What Jesus is our rock and our redeemer. Hallelujah. What was in him now came forth. Hallelujah. He was broken for us, for our freedom. Hallelujah. This is why these things happen. Hallelujah. And when they saw these things, then they knew, but they still didn't believe. Let's look at the testimony some that were around them. Oh, uh, verse 52 even goes further. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. The dead got up. Now, these, these are not zombie people here. These, are here. these are actually people that got up, and they stayed in place until Jesus arose. Let's look at, let's look further. It says, and, um, and came out of the graves after his resurrection. They were up there in the grave, waiting around playing cards. Maybe I don't know what they were doing in there. <laughs> but when Jesus came out, they all came out it said and went into the holy city and appeared unto many now those who those who said crucify him and those who saw jesus said, remember when i'm lifted up then you're gonna believe yeah. all this is a part of the process when they began to see uncle edgar and all that well, man you were dead they <laughs> saw edgar knocking on the door hey you got any meat whoa uncle how you doing man They saw their dead loved ones, some of the saints of God, rise up. They were dead. And they surely came back to their families, appeared to many. That's a sign and a wonder. Are you hearing? They knew it. Oh, this man must have, but they still didn't believe it. Let's look at verse 54. Now when the centurion. And they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Oh, what have we done here, boys? What have we done? Truly, this was the Son of God. So, there's so much more. Let's go Let's do one more verse before we close out today this is so wonderful. You get anything out of this? Amen. I'm enjoying the word of God. Makes me want to kick my leg out. I'm enjoying the word of God. Whew. Let's go down to verse number 30 now. I want to show you a few things here that we're going to cut off for today. You ready? We're taking it in the next gear. Yep. Verse 30 says this. <clears throat> right, yeah. Verse 30, John 8, King James Version, verse 30, it says, as he spake these, these words, many believed on him. The religious leaders did not, but many of the people that were hearing Jesus began to believe that he was he, that he would take away my sins, that he would solve the problem. They began to believe. They heard Jesus' words, and they believed. Isn't that wonderful? It says, many believed on him, verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye, what? continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. free. Now, I want you to notice something. There's a difference between believing and continuing in his word. Believing affects your eternity. When you believe in Jesus, your sins are taken away. Hallelujah, but continuing in his word affects your right now. There are many that believe on Jesus and their lives are jacked up, toe up from the flow up. (laughs) But they believe in Jesus. What's the problem? They have not continued in his word. Jesus, the Bible says that when Jesus was preaching, he saw that the people believed on him. Why didn't he just stop? Oh God, hey, you're believing in me, great. No, he turned to those that believed on, believed on him and said, if you continue in my word, then you be my disciples indeed. That is sincerely in practice, you're true enough, you are genuine. Then you will know truth, and the truth shall make you free. Meaning that there is a separate experience of freedom. One, Jesus takes away your sins, you're free. But then there's another completeness when He takes you, when He delivers you completely. You get complete freedom when you believe and then continue. This is why many, you know, oh, I believe in Jesus, but I'm going through. I keep having these things keep happening to me. Oh, the devil's on my back. The devil's in my car. The devil's in my pocketbook. Oh, the devil's on my job. Oh, the devil's in my kitchen sink. Oh, the devil's in my stove. Oh, he's really after me today, brother. Please pray for me. That devil's after me. Yes, you believe in Jesus, but have you continued in his word? Amen. Are you hearing? Yes. He said, if you believe, you believe on him, he said, um, then you got to continue in his word. Amen. We're going to talk about that. He said, then you be my disciple indeed. The disciples walk with power, walk with great authority. As you do that, you shall. Shall is a is shall present, past, or is it future? Future. Very good, Amanda (laughs) Goldstar. You shall know truth, meaning that you don't know truth, all truth, when you believe. Are you hearing? You have to continue. Why are we still bound? Why is the church still bound? Not all, of of course, but why are people that call on Jesus still bound? Because they haven't continued in his word. They have forsaken the word. They believed, oh, you're the Messiah. Oh, I believe. Don't you, Gertrude? Yes, I do, girl. I believe. I believe, I heard him talk to the Pharisees. Yes, we, yes he did. Ooh, we believe, Jesus. We liked you on Facebook. Ooh, ooh. we're your fans, Jesus, we are your fans. Go, Jesus, go, Jesus, you can do it. Go, Jesus, go, Jesus, we're your fans, Jesus. Yes, we are. Continue in my word. What? If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So you can be a believer and not be a disciple. You can be a believer and not be free. Completely free. Is it God's fault? No. Jesus solved the problem. It's our failure not to go in our toolbox and use the, use the things that God has given to us. Amen. Need to make a decision this week. There's so much more. Need to make a decision this week. I'm gonna get in the word. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth and shows us things to come. It's the Holy Spirit that will lead you in the word. Yes. Jesus said, you will know truth. You'll be intimate with the truth. Not just um, casual acquaintances. You'll know it. You'll be intimate with the truth of God. Yes. You'll know it. And that truth will make you free. I love that word make. The word make is a violent word. I'm going to make you do it. Yes. In other words, the truth is going to wrangle the lies out of you. Yes. It's ain't going to yes. produce freedom. Yes. It's an active word. Yes. When you begin to give yourself to know truth, the truth comes in and way up and begins to break chains and everything else in your life, producing freedom and deliverance. Hallelujah. Oh, you get your own personal ninja assassin. As he comes in your life, truth comes in and knocks over all the lies, knocks over all the false idols, anything that had you bound because the opposite of freedom is is bondage you will know the truth and truth will make you free free from the bondage will set you free will deliver you I think we'll stop there today I pray you've heard the word of God today give Lord a mighty hand of praise in Jesus mighty name hallelujah come on give the Lord a mighty hand of praise hallelujah come on now give God a hand of praise if you receive deliverance give him a hand of praise We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way.